0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 249, How to Engineer an Easier Early Retirement Using a Relocation Strategy, part two, by Pauline Paquin with ptmoney.com. And I'm Dan, your host and narrator here on Optimal Finance Daily. Hope everybody's keeping warm as we uh, get uh, through the month of February here. I know this is always one of the hardest months for me. Uh, Sort of hit the doldrums here in February, but uh, just have to keep reminding myself that spring will be coming along before too long. So today's post is a continuation from yesterday, and sometimes I break uh, articles into two because we like to keep these episodes relatively short, so you can listen to them uh, on the go whenever you have a little bit of time. So if you're new here or just browsing around, you'll probably want to check out yesterday's episode before listening to this one, that is episode 248. Now, without further ado, let's hear the rest of this post and continue optimizing your life. How to Engineer an Easier Early Retirement Using a Relocation Strategy, Part 2, by Pauline Paquin with ptmoney.com. In Guatemala, the minimum wage is around $300. Some extreme foreigners make ends meet on that little, living in a hut, eating rice and beans, and going home every five years. That would allow you to retire on a $90,000 net worth. Crazy, right? But is that the life you want to live? Is that the way you want to spend your years, just waiting for time to pass because you can't afford to do anything more than sleep and eat? No, not in my book. For me, the whole point of living in Guatemala is to have the luxuries I would not be able to afford in Europe or the US, at least not on a regular basis. I have two staff for my guest house. My housekeeper cleans my personal quarters as well, and the handyman walks and feeds my dog when I'm away. Because my house is paid for, most months I still spend under $1,000 in Guatemala-related expenses, including their wages. I would have to shell out seven figures for a similar four bedroom property in the States. And I enjoy a clear 85 degree water all year round. The money I save on rent and day-to-day expenses allows for several international trips per year. In 2016, I went to Patagonia, three times to the US and three times to Europe. It was a busy year. That lifestyle works for me as a single healthy woman who loves to travel. If I had a family, I would probably want to be closer to a good school, a hospital and other modern amenities considerations for relocating abroad. The decision to relocate to another country or a lower cost of living area has to be a personal one. You have to take everything into account, such as one, how much lower your rent or mortgage would be. Being one of your most important expenses, that weighs heavily. Two, are there things that will be more expensive? Internet and cell phone bills come to mind. And in rural areas, you can have slower internet, which if you work online, can be complicated. Three which things will you get for free? Relocating near your in-laws can reduce your daycare costs. Growing a garden means free veggies. Four, what is the added cost of travel if your extended family is FAR? I like to visit Paris where I'm from at least once a year. If your parents don't have a guest room, there could be accommodation expenses on top. Five, if you relocate abroad, how much is a visa or a visa run? How will you do healthcare and where will you send your kids to school? In Guatemala, public schools and hospitals are not really an option. Six, how will you fit in with the local culture? Do you speak the language? Will you learn or just live an expat life? I prefer local. Expats who don't speak Spanish tend to avoid the cheap local eateries and pay extra for premium housing. Seven, how much do you value interactions with friends and family? I get about as much family time in one trip to France as I used to when I lived nearby and we saw each other once a month. Skype and FaceTime take care of the rest. It's not for everyone. Eight, how about taxes? If you live outside of the US for more than 330 days per year, you can claim the foreign exemption of income tax, which means thousands of dollars if you still have an income from your job. If you are fully retired and financially independent, there are other setups to lower your tax burden. That alone could cover the extra cost of trips back home. As I like to put it, the grass is never greener elsewhere. It is just another shade of green. Relocating to a cheaper state or country will bring its set of joys and have its drawbacks too. In terms of money, it is probably a way to achieve early retirement sooner, especially if you can keep your high income and work remotely for a few years before retiring. But before you take the leap, I would recommend you spend an extended period of time in the region of your choice to make sure it is the right fit for you. What do you think? Would you move to another state or even abroad to reach financial independence sooner? What would you refuse to compromise on? You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Engineer an Easier Early Retirement Using a Relocation Strategy by Pauline Packwin with ptmoney.com. And before we go, we have a spreadsheet we've mentioned before. It helps you track your expenses and it'll help you see exactly what you need to survive. It's easy to use and it even comes with a video tutorial to show you how. And it is delivered to you automatically just for joining our weekly newsletter family. To do that, visit oldpodcast.com or you can text the word financial to the number 44222. Tracking your expenses is a great experiment that you can try for a week or more to get a better understanding of where all your money goes and how to improve your financial situation. Again, just come by oldpodcast.com and join our email list to get that spreadsheet for free. And that will be it for this Thursday edition of Optimal Finance Daily. The week is winding down, so have a great rest of your day and I will see you in the Friday show
1: tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too.